Support the Amigos podcast on Patreon or PayPal and receive cool perks and rad swag. Visit our page at everythingamiga.com support. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about globules. Do we have to cover, do we have to call it that? It sounds like something that's like an expectorant. Sounds like something you'd hock up or your that's... cat would leave on the floor. You know? Vocabulary is not your strong suit, is it? That's what an expectorant Listen, is. Glo- expectorant? Who yeah. says that? Doctors. Do-, do I look like a doctor to you? A little bit. Well. Dr. Demento. <laughs> you know... Let's let's not let's not beat around the bush. All right. The protagonist in this game is a blob. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, he is. Now, the blob is sort of most of the time the blob is the bad guy. Okay? Oh, not on the Amiga where well, he comes up again and again as the, the lazy animator's way out of a platformer. Um, but where do you think the blob stands in the great pantheon of, you know, 50s B-movie horror films. I gotta tell you, I have not seen any 50s blob movies. I know they exist, mm-hmm. but I've not seen any. Now, the blo- when I think of, like, really creepy blobs, did you ever... Because I think about that a lot. I just sit around pondering creepy blobs in my spare time. Did you ever see... I know you have it. There's a movie called Creep Show. You ever seen that? Mm-mm. Okay. Is that a, does it have the Crypt Keeper in it? It No. No, no. Creep Show is a movie uh, that was a, a bunch of short... Uh, Stephen King horror oh, okay. pieces. I, I vaguely remember anthology this. film. Yeah. Well, they made a sequel called Creep Show Two. Mm. All right, and in Creep Show Two, there's this big called the very first thing they have is called the Raft. It's about a bunch of sexy teens that are jacking around this lake. Mm. All right, they break into this lake, the Forbidden Lake. They're mm. going to go some skinny dipping, you know, some sweet action. And there's this black tar that's floating around the lake. They're like, man, screw that tar. Probably okay. The tar, not amused. It comes over and starts wreaking havoc on these teens and eating them. Wow. It's a blob. It's a tar blob. Yeah. Right? That's probably the closest. Now I can hold think on a second. Tar. This thing is called the raft. Yeah, that's because I think that was I think that, or maybe it was a I think it was named or the dock something. But anyway, it's a it, it's it takes place this lake. Okay. Yeah, so I, but, I was thinking it would be about a man-eating raft. No, no, no. It's it's a it's a weird blob and. The, not to spoil this movie, but at the end, so it eats everybody. Mm-hmm. All right, they're all screwed. I think they're stuck on a raft in the middle of this lake. Okay. They can't get away. So this one sexy teen, he makes a break for it, right? And he's run, he's swimming, he's swimming. In the meantime, the thing's eating some other sexy sure. teens. It's distracted. Yeah. So it turns around and starts blobbing its way over this guy. This guy's hauling butt, and he makes it to the shore, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm the man." And this thing tidal waves. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't realize the blob could, you know, jump yeah. or whatever, and bl- got him. That was mm-hmm. it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think, Creep Show versus Creep Show Two? Which one is creepy? Uh, creep Show One is the is your better Creep Show. Mm-hmm. Leslie Nielsen is a bad guy. Can't get can't be bad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love I like Creep Show. Good stuff. Stephen King's had a very funny bit in it too. He actually acts in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't believe you haven't seen the Blob. It's just you know the fifty stuff, the giant ants. Is the that Nine, not your bag? Night the Lepus. I've seen a lot of that stuff in like mystery science theater form, but mm-hmm. it's not like I've watched a ton of. When I used to go to the St. Albans Library, yeah. and hang out there, they had. Wait um, a minute, you went and hung out at the library? Yeah, 
Doing what? Well, my grandparents used to live in St. Albans. Right. So we used to walk right down College Hill where they lived and yeah. go to the library. Okay. And um, so they had these uh, novelized versions of these 50s uh, horror films. <laughs> Someone noveled those up? Yeah, yeah. And so it was, they had pictures. I mean, there weren't a lot of words. It was there's not, The plot was not too deep of these things. But I did read the blob. And as far as I can tell, the blob was not especially fast-moving or menacing. I'm not sure how the blob managed to capture as many people as it did. Sneak, it sneaks because balls don't make no noise. That's true. I didn't think about that. Air yeah. resistance. You, ever, you don't read comic books. There's a guy in a comics called The Blob. He's mm. a big, huge, fat guy. Yeah. Does he make a lot of noise? Oh, yeah. He's, a, he's a, kind of a loud jerk. So type. he's a different kind of blob. He's a human blob. He's just a big... Imagine a big, tall, fat I don't guy. have to imagine, Just man. pretend I was like... Mmm. And his bit that nothing moves the blob. You ever play that X-Men arcade game? He's in that. Does yeah. he say nothing moves he the blob? He says that's what he says. <laughs> That's that's pretty crazy. Um, so, Aaron, let's talk about this week, what's been going on on EverythingAmiga.com. What's Dreamcatch have been up to? It, it's funny that we had this conversation because he's got a bit this week, our attack of the clones, he calls it, as he will. Uh, one of his wackier uh, uh, things is he comes up with these crazy names. So, looking through this, I didn't, this game popped up when I wasn't looking, but it looks like he's going into, guess what, crazy monster movie video game. Oh, okay. And then he goes into the game ARG, which have you ever played ARG? I've heard of ARG. This is a, is it a Rampage it. clone? I've not played it. I don't know what it is. I've not I've never seen it before. I've heard about it, but I've never seen it. But he does uh he does mention a few other things that I do enjoy, which is Rampage, which is a great game. Me and the boy play the crap out of the, the Rampage uh sequel. Uh, On you know, the N sixty four, Rampage right. World Tour. That one. Well it was also in the arcade. Mm. The N sixty four version has like a bunch of extra guys in mm. it that you can pick up. The kid loves it. And he his big thing he likes eating people and he likes it when one monster kicks the other monster low. He thinks that's hilarious. So he'll, at the end of every level I could expect him to come up and nail me. <laughs> it's he got that from Primal Rage. Well, he likes that, too. <laughs> he actually is a big fan of that game back when he was a little baby. So, anyway, this has got the usual uh, dream catch of death. This R looks pretty good, Boat. Mm -hmm. Giant monster fighting uh, and it, with lots of different backgrounds. So, we might have to check into this, man. This looks real good. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I've not played it. But I, I like giant monster stuff. Again, uh, not film wise, but video game wise, I'm down. You're not as you're not a fan of the Mothra or anything like that. Well, the, when it comes now, you're talking Japanese stuff. I have seen a lot of that. You know, Godzilla. are there American giant monster movies? Well, I mean, yeah, there's like giant like Spider Island and and uh, yeah, it's got William Shatner. Yeah, William Shatner's in that Spider Island. Yeah, uh, and then you've got uh, uh, the giant lizard. You've got that, and you've got the bunnies, Night of the Lepus, the giant. Uh, there's a giant grasshopper. I can't remember that. Oh, one. yeah. I was thinking it was called Locust or something no, like that. No, no. I can't remember the name of it. It wasn't Locust. It was there might be one just called Locust. And then, you know, it's funny because after the 60s, they transitioned into, like, uh, piranhas, mm -hmm. sharks. Yeah. You know, there weren't... I mean, they were... Well, they, well you know, the, 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 the plot of all these movies was that there was some sort of uh, fallout from a thermonuclear blast that caused the mutation that caused something small to become giant. When that was no longer as much on people's minds, they had to move on to the new terrifying thing. Killer, killer. And a lot of times in the 70s, it, you, it was the uh, echo concerns. Mm -hmm. You know, you'd have killer piranhas and fish yeah. and stuff like that. You ever I, seen a piranha, a bunch of piranhas? Uh, like in a tank? Yeah, well, no, not really. They're mean looking, man. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen singular. You know, they've got the, the teeth. Yeah, they look mean, the man. Jokes. I've seen a tank full of them. Have man. you seen that movie called 
Yes, I yeah. have seen that. You know, I I've watched. That, I actually. saw that when I was a kid, and that that movie is. Uh, it scared the crap out yeah. of me. That's a little heavy for you. Even yeah. Young Boat must have been petrified. Well, just like you always say, back in the day when there wasn't as much to watch, you watched what was on. Yeah, and that was what was on. It's funny. I had a. I had a. Well, I guess you could call it a party, but it's more like a, a sad middle-aged liquored-up gathering. That'd be a better way to put it. It sounds like computer club. And we, no, it was way sadder because we watched. <laughs> <laughs> on TV in its entirety, just looked at it like, what are we seeing here? Mm-hmm. It was actually pretty interesting. I mean, sort of. Turns into a snake. Yeah. Like it's all That's scaling. what he wanted. Yeah. And then he, and he got he God. Got, he, yes. he, he got God. Who says you can't get what you want? <laughs> there you go. What a, that's lovely. Move <laughs> on. God. <laughs> Let's talk about what's been going on in the wider world of Amiga News this week, Aaron. In the world of what? Amiga News. There he is. All right. We're ready. Um, so, in the world of media news, Aaron... It's been crazy this week. The, we, we have gotten quite a bit of oh, news. Oh, yeah. We got a ton this week. Uh, the first story comes in from our man, Neil Mansell. Not that Neil Mansell. The other one. There's t- <laughs> several hundred Neil Mansell. Yeah. Um, he is a the uh, former author of the Kickstart magazine that we uh, we hosted for a time on our oh, site. Yes. And he is we back. We love this guy. He's great. He's back with a new publication. Uh, if you go to neilmansellauthor.co.uk slash name the mag, uh, you can uh, check out his plans for a new C64 or Amiga magazine slash Amiga magazine and vote on the title. So I'm really excited to see what Neil has up his sleeve. Uh, I always enjoyed the going through the magazine, especially on the show with you. Uh, it was really a really, really cool thing, so I'm glad that he's back writing again. When, when we get an email from Neil, I was so happy because mm-hmm. he's such a great guy, talented as the day is long. And I loved uh, Amigo slash Kickstart Magazine. I loved I read every issue. I, was, I got to write something for it one time, which is, for me, that was crazy. I don't mm-hmm. know if I felt like I'm a writer, but it was fun. Uh, it was all about Lionheart, I believe. So I, of course I, it I, feel, was. I feel qualified. But Neil's great, great, friendly guy. I love it. I was so happy he popped back up. So, yeah, I would give this a Give this a look, because Neil's got something cooking. I can't wait. Yeah. Okay, up next. Did you know, Aaron, that Amiga 34 is almost upon us? Oh, I've heard a lot about this. This is going to be... This is a a big, huge, ultra event. Yeah. It's huge. So this is going down in Germany. Oh, man. And uh, yeah, and uh, this is Amiga 34 celebrating 34 years of creativity, innovation, and fun. So uh, the website of this thing is awesome because every time you load it, it actually loads a different version of Workbench. Have you been on this thing before, Aaron? <laughs> okay. So they, right now we've got the 1.3 up, but you can see obviously all the big guys are going to be here. Yeah. Aon, A1200.net. There's you've, got, be... you've got bitter rivals in the same joint. Oh, yeah. That's oh, for, yeah. There could be an Amiga-style throwdown. Yeah. And uh, as, you, as you work Ooh, your way cool. through the yeah, as you yeah. work your way through the site, it's just like um, having an Amiga desktop in your web browser. Ooh. So pretty cool. Uh, unfortunately, Aaron, I don't think we're going to be making it to this one. Oh, Germany's man. a bit far away. This would be the one, no. Yeah. Bring yeah. your checkbook. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. We'll get to that later. Um, up next, it is Amiga Rama. He celebrated our boy Lotharius, celebrated a special milestone. The Lord. Yeah, yes, he did. I, have you listened to this particular episode? I have not yet. It's, I, well, it's, this is, it's like he, he does a bunch of music, right? He, he, he plays DJ for this one. And uh, of course, the tunes are great. But hey, that's great. I uh, uh, he's a real super duper nice guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, he, 
what can I say? He puts out a, a strong, uh, strong uh, podcast. I listen to it all the time. I've listened. To, I probably listen to the majority of them, uh, and uh, it's always it's always good stuff. Uh, and I was I was happy to see that he hit the, the big one hundred. So congratulations, man! That's 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 a great uh, great effort there. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, Lafarius. He's always been. He's been a real strong supporter of ours from way back too. So yeah, we, we love Lafarius. Uh, did you know, Aaron? that there is a new update for the Amiga 500 case campaign. Oh boy. So this comes from A1200.net, home of a thousand news updates on this show. Yeah, yeah. in fact, I've got one of their uh, I've got one of their cases back at the pad. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so, to Tate's Necrypt. Uh, hot on the heels of their A1200 case redesign, they are redesigning an Amiga 500 case uh, with lots of new slots cut out for holes for various, uh, you know, modern peripherals and See, things. What, what's the fun of that when you don't take a dremel and just go to work on it yourself? I know. Like they should man. have consulted you. I think they did because it's a big chunk and then it comes out right there. <laughs> they call it the Aaron hole. Or the A-hole for short, which is what I felt like after I did that. <laughs> well, uh, they, they, they really go into detail in this video going through all of the, the specific design choices that they've made. And uh, if you are an A500 guy, which, I mean, why? Why would you be an A500 guy? Why would you not guy? be? Are you kidding me? They got it all. No, they've got none of it. What are you the A500 about? had none of it. What it do didn't you mean? come with one mega RAM. It had the crappy RF out that you've got to use the 594. Oh, no. Um, now, wait a minute. Hold on. Back up for a second. Remember, if you're in Europe, all you do is just, just got that display port. You just hook it right up to your TV. None it's hard for you. None I've ever seen have had that. I've got That's it, and I'm it's saying. great. It's great. That work, work, work fine. Listen, don't rag on the A500. This is the this this machine here built the this built the empire. Oh, it brother. Eighty percent of the Amiga sold. Were now that A500s. now that extension for a video, it's the dirt worst. It's the dirt worst, the worst. But everything else about it was fine. It's a great machine. Okay. Great machine. Okay. Plus, it's got something you. It does something that you love. It doesn't have AGA. That's you, true. It does have that going for it. Let's move over to Facebook, Aaron. Yes, the, the place to be. <laughs> That's for one of our viewers. <laughs> All right, Phase One Hundred and One. Your favorite multi-hacking group and mine. Uh, they are cool. hosting <clears throat> a competition. This is a. Uh, this is a competition for your. Um, it's basically a game programming competition. Oh, you, you can use any language, any you can use shoot 'em up construction kit, anything you want. Uh, and it is a Halloween oh, game that competition dog. for both the Amiga and the C64. So I'm going to be watching these guys uh, Phase 101's Facebook page closely. Yeah, because we need more stuff for our Halloween shows in the yeah. coming years. We've yeah. through a bunch. They're of always stuff. such big hits. Everyone a winner. People can't wait till our next Halloween show. Listen, I think we should go over all the Elvira games. One more time. One more time. Hey, Elvira's uh, in the news right now because her new pinball machine's coming out. Really? She's got a new one. Yeah, man. Is Elvira still with hey, us? You, are you kidding me? Have you seen her? I thought she'd passed several Primo, years ago. What are you talking about? She's like 70. Let me tell you something. She's the hottest old broad you're ever going to see. Mm, and she's she's true. taking care of business. Listen, she's awesome. She's a big she's a pillar of the pinball community. Okay. And she should be a pillar of the Amiga community. Bring her in. All right. She should be working a convention circuit. I'll send her an email, see if she wants to come over. Let me tell you I guarantee you, just from being a lot of computer shows and stuff, if Elvira rolled in, her the line to get autographs and pictures would be out the door. That's true. I imagine she does I can have guarantee quite you. a large online following. Yes, she does. Oh, man. All right, Aaron. <laughs> Next up on the docket. Here it is. The Vampire 4. This is the standalone Vampire. Yes, this it is. is. This is the story of the week right here. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, to say the least. Scroll down so we can see the actual picture. There it yeah. is. Yeah. 
So this is uh, uh, this thing is going to launch at Amiga 34. I can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. This reminds me of the Saturn launch. Like it just like right before the event, actually during the event, they're like you can go buy these right now. Mm -hmm. They're on the floor. This is sort of, this is almost like that. I hope it's more successful than the Saturn just, launch. <laughs> they probably won't sell as many at first. <laughs> but uh, uh, so they have announced uh, they've announced what this thing's going to effectively do. Now we should discuss this for a minute. Let's sure. give this a bit yeah. of time. Yeah. So um, we're looking at a picture. Of this for you, the, uh, the listening audience. Uh, the uh, uh, the Apollo Team Vampire standalone unit looks like a small black box mm -hmm. with some connectors coming out of it. Yeah, I it mean, looks it, it looks slightly lamer than your atomic. It's pilot. not. It's way lamer actually. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's just not a looker. No. Right. This thing. This thing did not come. This thing came to work. It didn't come to party. Yeah. So, the guys that were working from the A1200.net, the, the the redesigned case for the A500, they were not consulted in the no. design now, of the. I thought about this a lot okay. today because we were talking about it in Discord, where the, the all the great minds meet, and I come in and just look and, dro and drool a mm -hmm. point. But uh, um, it's not attractive. It is functional, all right. Which is just it looks just like a, a, a Raspberry Pi style gimmick. Sure. Right? I mean, it's not obvious. It's not the same, but you know, it's just it's a. Well, if you were course. to look at it, you would think, okay, that's, right? Yeah. Now, um, this will also ship. It does not have the uh, does not have a uh, Kickstart ROMs on it. It's running with the uh, Aeros, the, the Aeros yeah. uh, stuff, and there's for legal reasons. But uh, allegedly, you could put the Kickstart ones in if you desire. Mm -hmm. Okay, or and when I say ROMs, I'm assuming just put the ROM file in. Right. right? Um. So here it is. We talked about this for a long time. Mm -hmm. A standalone new Amiga. Mm -hmm. Um. It's funny to look at it because in my mind, in my mind's eye, a new Amiga looked sort of like an old Amiga with maybe like go faster stripes on the side or fire, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe it had some glowing keyboard. And this yeah. is some and sweet so, pegs like my old right, bike. Because it's a, it's like your mystery Amiga. In yeah. your mind, you're like, oh man. But so when it, when it actually arrives and you're kind of holding it, it's to me, and this is no one's fault, but it was sort of underwhelming. I, I don't know what I, I don't know what I expected here. I expected some kind of all-in-one gimmick, but these guys aren't building that. They're building this is a hardware-based thingy, and it's going to be uh, uh, functional, right? And then some people have already been talking about putting one of these in like one of those A fifteen hundred cases. And mm -hmm. I thought about that because that's probably what you'd want to do, except for this. Um, this reminds me of when I was collecting arcade stuff left and right, and I went out and I was like, I bought a jukebox. All right, and I've got this jukebox. It takes forty-five records, mm -hmm. right? And I'm like, man, I got this jukebox. Where'd you get that thing from? I got it from a dude for a, like a song. No pun intended. It was because it didn't work. Mm. I'm gonna fix this jukebox, right? And I'm driving home one day. I'm listening to MP3s and this little uh, MP3 player I had. And I thought to myself, I can store a billion MP3s in this little player and have better fidelity and quality and and it and this thing's smaller than the little hole inside the 145 mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. this th this is where my mind's eye meets reality having a, a big mammoth case or even putting this thing in a big huge case as cool as it would be it is it, it really is sort of utterly pointless to the functionality of the item right you know what i mean well you hit the nail on the head with utterly pointless well go ahead i want I, I, you lost me what do you mean this thing is this thing is crap 
Well, wait a minute. It's the, it's the hold worst. On a second, hold on a second, it, hold no, on a second. you want me to talk or not? Well, I mean, don't you don't want to go crazy? Here. Well, I'm, I'm about ready to go crazy, but go I, I don't want to get start going crazy until you're done. No, I'm done. I'm, but I'm surprised. Why do you say that? Okay. Everything about this is wrong. Every single decision they made in this is wrong. Everything from the dopey vampire logo to the 12-year-old gamer LED backlit keyboard. Does that come with it, the keyboard? Oh, it, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. Um, why do you want to buy a new Amiga? You want to buy a new Amiga because it's going to be faster. Maybe it's going gonna, it's gonna to be able to connect to more, you know, more devices, more modern style devices. But you also want an Amiga to look different than a Raspberry Pi or an Atomic Pi. You want this thing to have a look because Amiga computers had a look. When you had an Amiga, you knew it wasn't a PC or a Mac, okay? This thing, I mean, maybe they, they're so hung up on the coolness, and I say that with air quotes, of the vampire brand. It is cool guy looking. Yeah, uh, that they, they, they forgot who their audience was. But man, I mean, they could have really hit this thing out of the park if they would have put this thing in a unique looking, sexy case that called to mind the best design decisions of either the A1000 or the A500. Because here's the thing, you're like, well, why would you want to put it in a big case when it's so small? You're going to need a keyboard anyway, okay? So if, you're going to, if you need a keyboard anyway, why not build this thing into it? I'm not, you're not wrong. You're right, I'm not wrong. I mean, you're, you're full of piss and vinegar, but that part, I have to agree with you on I that. mean, it's so, for the price it they're, is surprising. for the price that they're charging for this thing, I mean, it's, it's, it seems like such little thought, and maybe, maybe Scroll, I, What is the price? Scroll down there, let's, I know they, they mentioned it at the bottom here. Yeah, 550 euros. euros. That's about 700, 800 bucks. Yeah. Right, right, for a, well, a, a, maybe slightly less than 700 that with the current exchange weight. US but, dollars. But, I mean, this thing literally looks like it could be a Raspberry Pi in a case. Okay, now I understand that underneath the hood there's lots of cool technology, but man. And then the LED keyboard, that's just the icing on the cake. Well, th those are free giveaways at the show, it says there. I, I believe is what it says there at the, on the thing. So that, that may, you know, it doesn't matter. You're, uh, it's, this is this goes back to you know we used to have these little discussions and we're, I don't want to get into it but on the of the vampire board in general the the other the mm -hmm. non standalone one which has got a uh, 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 programmable uh, chip in it yeah. you know the, the standard you know, yeah. like a mister or mm -hmm. whatever and 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 so you've got the standalone Amiga in this little box I, I agree with what you're saying. But these guys aren't, they're not necessarily case designers or people that, I think maybe what they're doing is saying, here's, here's your standalone Amiga, you put it what you want. Maybe that's the way you should, we should read this. And it, I, don't it, think I mean, if that's the case, then they shouldn't have wrapped it up in this cheap look. I mean, they should have just showed the bare board. Well, they could have. That's what I, if, if they would have done that, I would have been fine with it. Because that's what the vampire is. You you're know? Right. But here's the thing. I mean, I don't, I don't uh, fault the guys for putting it in something. All right. You're asking for uh, 700 bucks. Mm -hmm. All right. Six, let's say 650. Okay. Right? Uh, 
six fifty for a no frills bare bone, bare bone nothing that you at least this as cool guy as it looks. And I mentioned this in the Discord. It does look like, and their logo is kind of cool guy looking, cool, eight like nineties cool guy style. Which hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm I'm I was in the nineties, but at least you could take this thing home, plug it in, play with it immediately. You don't have to worry about it spilling a pop on it or whatever. You got something. We don't know what the. I mean, this case is probably an afterthought. Sure, I guarantee. Right. I, well, if it wasn't, there's something wrong. Right, but I mean, so you can, for, if you look at it from that angle, yeah, I, you can I, see, you can see that part of. Well, yeah, but I'm also the hardware I, is the I'm thing. I'm looking at it from the angle that I just paid 650 bucks for this thing. Okay. Yeah. And I want something. I don't care how cool the board is. I want it wrapped up in something equally as cool. Well, these guys probably though are not. They're not. They're not people that do keyboards and whatnot. You know, look how much trouble the A twelve hundred people just had getting that project off oh, the ground. Yeah. I'm not or saying the, it's or easy. the checkmate. You know that Steven. So uh, maybe they're gonna do a maybe. What I would do, what would be a good move in the, for the community is maybe work out something where hey, you can get the fifteen hundred with this installed. There's and there's a gimmick there. You know, what that, I, here's what I would have done. I would have called up Stephen Jones. Okay, I'm the guy on the Vampire Team and say, hey. You're getting ready to launch this checkmate, all right? Yeah. Would you mind putting it off a month? Because we're going to launch the the standalone vampire. And how cool would it be if we could do a simultaneous launch at Amiga 34, simultaneously showing how awesome it is to put one of these things inside your case, and it's the perfect marriage of form and function? Well, I I know that thing was kickstarted, so I don't probably I don't think you. I don't know how that would have worked, but I mean, yo, I see you're right. It doesn't matter whether when that released anyway. They could have. What I agree with you. It would have been more aesthetically pleasing to have this in uh, a, 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 a more appropriate container at the show. That much said. I don't know how many they're bringing to the show, but they'll sell every one. Oh yeah, and I guarantee. And I would you. probably buy one if I was there and had the money, just right. because you'll never go down in price. Like I was selling Discord, but right. I pick it up for as a collectible. Um, the you know these uh, FPGA setups uh, they're expensive because the just the chips the chip uh, alone is pricey, mm -hmm. and then the amount of individual independent uh, design that went into it it ain't that was a lot of man I mean so the I don't even have a, a lot of people are like this is really pricey and it is, uh, but I don't have a problem with the price because they put a lot of work into it. They probably they a lot of man hours they can charge what they want. I mean I don't know and they'll sell some at that price and. and uh, uh, you've got a, a new Amiga equivalent, effectively, and you, and if you want to have the same experience as you would have having an Amiga with a vampire in it, pro, this is probably going to be pretty darn close. Well, except for experience. the fact that you're not going to get the Kickstarter. The, you mean the ROMs? Right, but the those ROMs. Are, those are cheap. Those are real cheap. But I mean, I'm just saying, how, you know... And I can There's a lot of compromises here. I realize that the board is expensive to produce. There's a lot of things that are expensive to produce. There are a lot of things that take a lot of man hours. Just because something takes a long time to make doesn't mean that it's worth making. If you scroll down a little bit more, I think at the bottom of this, I think there's, is there, yeah. There, here's the part I want to talk about before we move on. Now, when you buy this thing, it's not 100% ready for prime time. There's some, uh, did you see this before this, this second? No, I haven't seen so, this. Uh, the uh, Ethernet on this thing is not work. It's not fantastic. Done. Fantastic. So you won't have Ethernet right away. The USB works with some stuff, but it's not ready. It's not ready for prime time. Hope you either. don't want to print the. Uh, of course, most of the games will work, but with the uh, Aeros with that with those chips, uh, your mileage. I run that all I the use time. Those, I use those all the time on the on. The, I, that's not true. I occasionally will mess around with them on the emulator, yeah. and it's a mixed bag. It is a mixed bag. And then you can't you can uh, uh, you can't the boot drive. You can't boot from the micro SD yet. 
from what I, from what it says here, you can use those for data, but you can't actually boot from. So when you get this, uh, not only will you be purchasing the vampire standalone, but effectively you're going to be helping to uh, work out these bugs. Sure. And, and which is this is sort of the way the vampire cards have worked. Yeah. yeah. You'll buy the card, and then they're working on it as you go. Right. So you have to be comfortable with with that. Now again, if you're comfortable dropping six fifty, and you're and then you're going to be getting something that's sort of functional. Of course, the mm. Amiga didn't have e, uh, uh, SD or yeah. Ethernet or USB. So yeah. I mean, and, you know, and, and here's the thing, you know, the people that this is obviously I'm not the target audience for this thing. Um, there are people I'm sure that are 100% behind this project. They want to be early adopters and they they want to be part of the development. And I think that that's cool. This yeah. is it's it's a total hobbyist machine. Yeah. It's not yes. it's not unlike the Aeon Technologies Amigas. You know the the new Amiga the, or the, the Mister the where, next you, generation where they Amigas. develop different right. cores as they go. Yeah, right. it's not right. And you're right. It is a hobbyist machine. This, this is not right. The, I th yeah. again, I think the fact that they tried to make it look cool with the LED keyboard and the logo and stuff on it that really kind of soured me on the whole deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, that doesn't bother me that much because it was a giveaway just for Germany. Mm -hmm. And there, and I, again, I, I can see. I can again. I think the the uh, the case is sort of an elaborate package. I mean, I'm not. I'm not that down on this. I feel like the same way I felt with uh, the vampire boards. You know, it's there's a weird area there. I don't, I don't know how I feel about how it. How much? How much is a vampire board? They it, well, they went up. I, uh, they I don't know. To be honest, we haven't priced one for a while. Because even if you go to the website, I was actually I had that same question. Because mm -hmm. I've got the 600 now that's coming back, and we've got a 500. I was like, you know, maybe we could put a vampire. He's just a tinker with. Sure. And when you go to the website. Uh, uh, the best I could find out when you ask, when you try to, basically, you get added to a list of people, and, mm -hmm. and never once could I see an actual physical price. Okay, Picard says three seventy nine. Yeah. Okay, so that's about what about four hundred fifty five hundred right U.S. dollars for that price, especially if you're in Europe, you can get an A six hundred and a Vampire board for the price of this thing. You can get an A six hundred and a Vampire board for it. The flip side of that is. You're going to be partially dependent on ancient technology. True. So, uh, and or and you also you're going to, have to fiddle with it, uh, putting it in, making sure it works, and all the this but, right here. But again, you, you know, you, you're everything is fiddling. That's why you buy this thing is to well, fiddle around. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're you're not wrong. But I mean, I think there's a market for a standalone. I think that I think it's an important step. It can be. It a step on, on the way to what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We talked about this before when they first announced this. I, I was excited about it, but I don't know exactly. It'll be interesting to see what. Uh, okay, Spectrum next. Okay. Okay. What is that? I'll tell you. The first thing is, is it's a cool looking piece of kit. Well, so that that's a check in its box. You got to right think there. in the time it's taken the Spectrum next to be announced and not shipped. These guys have pretty much announced, designed, and shipped this. It's here now. You can go buy one. And it's not a whole lot more expensive than the next, all right? Uh, uh, so, but I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm not comparing the two. What I'm saying is they're comparable in as, as they're sort of a, a quasi next generation that still has a foot in the in the door of the previous generation, right? So I can compare it to that. And so I'm going to go with that. Now, the Spectrum Next is a bunch of people making uh, stuff that it's going to be ready when it comes out. Uh, maybe people will be making things exclusively. For this mm -hmm. and for vampire and and, and that would be uh, you, know, you know Ravi brought up a great point in the Discord I think it was Ravi and he said that if I was going to be launching this thing 
I would hope to have at least a couple titles that this thing is you know, people are able to take advantage of all this extra power. I think they're launching with one one game. I, I again, this kind of goes back to the case. I suspect that the guys working on this geniuses are not they're not game programmers. These are guys that are hardware specialists that are doing this thing. Same thing that don't they don't design they did this they designed this and presumably they're gonna their approach is gonna be let the community spring up around it mm-hmm. right which is what they would like uh, and I can't fault them for that it, it is more you know it's not like the Atari or the or the or the little uh, Intellivision remake coming out where it's gonna be ready to go and you just play it that's not those are for consumers this is for super super hobbyists yeah. that are willing to drop eight hundred or six hundred bucks on something. Just in the hopes that maybe at bare minimum they can play all their old stuff, and then maybe they'll get some new crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting thing. It, it, it's two sort of communities clashing. You know, uh, I'm excited about it, uh, and I'm anxious to see what could see it in action. You know, uh, Bill had uh, prototypes of this thing up at their meeting a few months ago. It looked it looked interesting. I saw him playing it. You know, so. Uh, the price I knew the price is going to be huge mm-hmm. because it's it's just the base price to build it is pretty expensive. Right. So, you know, I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to. It. I'm I'm not condemning, and I'm 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 more I'm more upbeat about it than you. But I, I can understand exactly because when I looked at it, I have to say, my first initial thought was like, ah, oh, shucks, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I, and then I had to sit back and say, why am I mad? So eh, yeah, it yeah. is what it is. Well, you know, speaking of. Uh, Amiga events. There's one coming up in January, Aaron. I've heard um, about this. Amiga Ireland is uh, is coming up in January, and uh, as you know, I went to uh, Ireland last year uh, thanks to some very generous contributions from from our community, from our listeners, and I would like to go back this year. Um, but it all depends on if I'm able to raise the funds, as it were, because as you know, living in West Virginia, just to get to an airport. Uh, that flies to Ireland is a very arduous and expensive journey. Yeah, you should mention, just briefly tell them how far you've got to go and what you've got to do. I mean, you don't just hop in. We don't just get in Charleston, do you? No, no. You're, you're, it's like an expensive trip just to get up to where you can fly. Yeah, I've got to fly from Charleston to D.C., D.C. to Philadelphia. Yeah. Just to get to the Philadelphia airport, which then flies to Dublin. God. Yeah, yeah. So and you're visiting a couple of real fun towns oh, too on yeah, the way. Yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, I've I've opened up uh, a, a new GoFundMe site. Send boat back to Amiga Ireland, and um, basically, what's in it for you? Um, I am really going to up my game this year in terms of the coverage that I'm I'm able to do. Last year, I was just sort of feeling things out. I wasn't sure what to expect. I didn't bring a whole lot of stuff because I wasn't sure what the environment was going to be like. Now I know what the environment's like, and I am ready. So I'm going to be bringing better cameras. I'm bringing the, the 5D Mark II to tape video and stream. I'm bringing the entire audio setup that we use for this show, plus a couple extra mics. Um, we're going to have. I'm going to seek out. I'm going to get there a full day in advance. Okay, mm. I'm taking off major time from work to do yeah. this thing. I'm going to get there a day in advance to scout out the perfect location to have interviews. And I'm also going to be there right at the beginning as they're setting up. I'm going to be helping set up, streaming the whole time from soup to nuts, this whole operation. Not only that, uh, whenever we have the, the parties after the show, going out to Gertie Brown's, uh, the, the big after party where everybody goes afterwards, I'm going to provide coverage of that. I'm going to try and interview all of the big names that are there. I, I got quite a few last year, but there were a couple that I missed out on. 
Um, and there may be a couple other things in the works that I've been uh, talking talking to Erla about. I suggest that for your trip in two years, you could take the footage you shoot at the local bars afterwards and use it for blackmail material. Oh, that's true. Mm. That's true. That's true. Um, but anyway, um, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful to go, and I want to thank uh, Chris Folds and Paul Harrington for for the jumping boss. in early for uh, for contributing to to my voyage. I thought last year I loved your coverage. I watched a good chunk of it and uh, alive and it was awesome and I, the fact that you, now that you know you know all the guys running it and stuff mm -hmm. and you've been there before so you should really be able to crank it up yeah you? yeah i'm really looking forward to providing some 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 more professional style see coverage. if you can get the cloanto guy again and 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 flip the th flip i'll the remember tape. to turn on the microphone this time <laughs> for sure for sure all right aaron you ready to jump into globule are you ready no. to sink slowly in <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not ready for that. That sounds hideous. But I guess we're going to do it, aren't we? So, uh, now, I always ask you this, boat, and I'm going to ask you again. Have you ever played Globjule? This was my first go-round Have you heard Globjule. of this game? No. I had not I either. was very surprised because it's a Psygnosis title. I know. I, I, I'd say I never heard of this uh, in my whole Amiga life. I never heard of this. It's not one I'd come across on, uh, ever. Yeah. So, Globjule. i got to keep saying that, don't I? Uh, first got released in 93, and you mentioned it was published by Psygnosis, uh, which, uh, you know, it, this is a nuttier, one of their nuttier uh, publishing bits, and it was developed by an outfit called Examino. Now, I tried to look into Examino. Good luck. There's nothing there. there. I can't find nothing about these guys, mm. and this is the only Amiga game they did. In fact, several of the guys that worked on this, this was the only Amiga game that they worked on. Uh, the uh, the uh, coder... And uh, the artist of this thing was a guy named Ian Shaw. It's funny, I, I was looking, this is an odd thing to see on, uh, 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 which one was? It was uh, uh, one of the Amiga news sites had a little write-up of this. And it's, and because it, it, uh, the, the credits list a uh, uh, Anthony Ball as a, a, as a coder, okay? Uh, and it also lists Ian Shaw as a coder, but according to Hall of Light, uh, it says here, Anthony Ball merely allowed Ian Shaw to use some of his routines. He didn't actually code anything in the game. Wow, I wonder if he got any residuals. I don't know. I, I thought it was a weird thing to list yeah. there, so there must be something somewhere. I, I looked for some interviews on but I didn't see anything mentioned in that. Uh, <clears throat> graphics were done by a fellow named Lloyd Baker. Uh, it was produced by, now listen to this, this is a name you'll remember, Greg Duddle. Because uh, we've looked at a couple of his games, he produced, uh, he worked on Benefactor and Wiz and Liz, which we liked. I like both those we games. We like both those yeah. games. And the musician on this was a fellow named Mark Clark, uh, Mike Clark. We've actually covered a few of his games too, including um, he did Hired Guns, uh, Last Action Hero, Wiz and Liz, and Last Ninja 2. Okay. Which we, which we looked at that one. So this like. is a pretty good team we got going on. <clears throat> well, again, this is the music, so, but, it, uh, but like I said, the majority of these people didn't, didn't really work on a whole lot of stuff on this. Uh, this runs on ECS OCS, so this is another one that, uh, uh, it's funny to think that, I can't wait, I've been working on my 1000 this week to get it up to speed, I gotta get a keyboard cord for it, but I, I was like, man, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to play all the games I'm used to playing, but really, I. I remember having the 1000 for years and playing just about everything. There's a lot, yeah, yeah, it'll run a lot of stuff. So, <clears throat> this is straight from the box. You know I love these. But this was such corn baloney, I had to write some stuff down. So, Globjule, this is from the box now. Mm -hmm. Globjule, the first ever Splatform game, <laughs> get it? Huh? Brings an entirely new type of game to the Amiga. This had never been done. All right, the blob game. Okay. 
Globjo wants no. Globjo wants to become the latest toy around and has to make his way through a world of caves, ever, ever nasties, and cunning traps using his phenomenal sticking ability on his journey to that great toy ship in the sky. And believe it, with Globjewel's unbelievable splatform antics, he's they really, they're getting their money's worth out of that He's one. bound to become a star on the Amiga. Mm. <laughs> there you go. Now, <laughs> you're, how you rate this guy as a star, well, yeah, he is a guy. How you rate him as a star may vary. So, um, what is this game? We're going to call it a platformer. It is a platformer, but it's uh, very unique. I will say it is a, an unusual platforming game. Uh, you play a little uh, <coughs> blob, and your the, the backstory in this, which is ridiculously stupid. Uh, he's got a uh, <coughs> get it out of there. Sorry. Basically, he wants to become his goal in life is to become a toy, and to do that, he has to survive his way to the great toy maker. In the who, sky, who has promised that if he can complete these trials, he will be he will be made into a toy. Okay. Right now, there's really not much of a uh, uh, intro package on that, mm -mm. and there's, there's and, no cutscene. And if you watch the ending of this, <clears throat> this has one of the all-time crap endings in Amiga history. For some reason, I I neglected <clears throat> to look look it up. Well, you made the right decision, <laughs> but uh, and I hate to spoil it for you, but the ending is a is text telling you what happens. Mm, Horrible. Yeah. They didn't have the good decency to put a picture in there and show you the blob going like blah it was yeah. like a toy. With, with, you know? with his arm around his blob girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> it looks distant and aloof. Yeah. It's funny. I was just thinking how great it'd be to have that on your shirt. Me too. I was thinking about that too. So <laughs> what is wrong with that? I don't know. So uh so your little globule his goal is to, to get off these levels is to collect stuff. Now this 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 took a look at Super Frog and said you call that collecting? Right. I'm going to show you collecting, brother. Mm -hmm. This thing has collections to beat the band, Boat. Uh, it's got tons and tons of stuff to collect. So when you're playing the little blob, unlike most platformers, you actually stick to the walls and the floor and stuff everywhere you can. And so what it does is it means you he basically can go around everything. It's real, uh, it's real unusual uh, play style. And so... Uh, you know, along the way, there'll be uh, bad guys or tr or spikes, stuff like that, or fire to, mm -hmm. that that is just basically built into the wall. Mm -hmm. That's how they get you. And so, but since you can go everywhere, I mean, really, the level design in this is pretty important. And I uh, I thought for the most part, they did a pretty clever job in, in as far as I could get. Now, I I, I did not uh, get past the uh, second level. Uh, I, that, and I was cheating, I might add. I play, I started out playing this on the Amiga, and I broke down and went to the emulator so I could do save states because I was getting frustrated. Uh, but uh, it, the game is, a, is a, a, an attractive uh, game, I thought. Uh, it, I think it, it has a good look to it. The for This is actually, uh, despite the fact you're playing a little blob, he's probably one of the better... He's, he's one of the better. He's one of the blobs. better platform characters we've seen on the Amiga. Well, yeah, that's because, true. Because I mean, here's what it's you've also got. a low bar. You've got some emotive eyeballs and a blob. The blob mm -hmm. looks good. The eyes look at where yeah. you're going. He's not offensive to my eyes like Kid Chaos no, was. He's, he's not offensive to the eyes. He uh, or that weird baby. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of weird ones. Uh, I mean, again, is this guy going to win the uh, the most creative mascot award? No. no. But he's not. But uh, unlike most games we play, I don't. It made me not want to look away in horror. I, yeah. could, I could. I could stand him. Uh, he's actually pretty interesting to control. Uh, aside from sliding around, he can jump, 
And when you jump, he doesn't jump like a standard uh, platformer character. He sort of launches himself out at the angle of the surface he's on. That's exactly that, what he does. And that's the key to a lot of the game. Mm-hmm. It involves uh, lining yourself up. Now, when you're in the air, you, you have control over where you sail, more or less. Mm-hmm. But it's this is not Mario. Well, no, I don't. I, I wouldn't agree with that at all. You pretty much sail in one direction well, until it, you hit another wall. You have no control. Over that's not in true. The air. It depends on here's the, here. And let me explain okay. what I mean. If you are on the side of a wall and you launch off, you're pretty much going to fly directly sideways as to where you went. However, if you launch yourself at like an angle upward, mm-hmm. like I'm saying, like if you're like on like a surface that's just sort of leany, mm-hmm. you can, when you're up in your arc, you can actually control where you go. Okay. It depends on how he's, if he's, it depends on falling versus jumping. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I mean is if he, if he's on something sideways or upside down, that's sort of falling. Mm-hmm. If he's actually on like sort of a semi-flat surface or flat, he's sort of jumping up and then you have some limited control of mm-hmm. him. Uh, so it's and it may that makes a difference. And so a lot of what you're doing in this game, uh, aside from getting to the point where you need to get to the collectibles, is actually lining up your jumps to get all the collectibles. Right. Uh, well, that is the game. Right, well, that's that's a good chunk of the game. There's a little bit more because there's jumping on bad guys and avoiding spikes. Now, just with all that said, boat, give me your initial thoughts on this thing. And and when you first started playing it, what did you think about this interesting and unique play play style? Well, at the beginning. I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, it, it, this game, it's certainly different than any other platformer I've ever played. It, it, yeah. I can't think of another platformer with this particular mechanic. Um, the more I played it, the less enamored I became of it. Um, uh, although it is unique, uh, I would not call it fun. In fact, I would call it not fun. Uh, this reminds me is if you, if you took um, the ninja rope on worms and you turned it into a play style like you know how with the ninja rope you can you can swing down and then you can reel yourself in and then you can spring out again yeah. okay so <laughs> if that was you know and that's that's fun when you're playing worms and you know you expect stuff to go wrong when you're trying to line up precise jumps and 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 do what you want to do um, it became much less fun um, I found myself being very frustrated just because this game in all other respects other than controls looks like your standard platformer. I mean, this could be Zool or any number of things. And because it does look so much like a standard platformer, unless you're constantly reminding yourself that you're not playing something that controls like that, you're going to be in for a world of frustration. I I, I sort of see where you're coming. I... The game is it fun? That's the, and you mentioned that you didn't think it was. You're, it's an interesting point because I and this is something I want to bring up. Uh, so we mentioned that you have to position yourself for jumps. It's important not just to, for collections, but to avoid spikes mm-hmm. and fire and yeah. enemies and whatnot. Now, um, there's a lot. This is your uh, typical sort of European style game where you have to collect stuff and then eventually when you collect it all the level you can get out of the level right, right. we see that a lot in these right yeah now, and there's a um it we should talk about how you collect myriad objects in this game uh there are there are many different types of things you can collect and the docs actually go so far to say that the the, the globule has a pocket yeah that he keeps all these things in to me that would be the one advantage of being a globule is that you don't need a pocket. You're a globule. You just stick it down in your gelatinous ooze and let it fester there. Yeah. 
Um, so the um, <laughs> how unappealing a sentence that was. Um, My God. So you the the problem is is that you collect all of these different things, and none of the stuff actually does anything other than what you need to collect the number of what you need to collect to get out of the level. Yeah. Now every level has a different number and type of thing that you need to collect. Some levels you have to collect a certain amount of one Diamonds thing, a certain apples, amount of another. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, but the, what happens is you end up just collecting a bunch of other stuff just, just for the heck of it. And you can actually press the space par and, um, and cycle through all of your inventory. Um, I to, couldn't figure out why. Yeah, to me, this is a real wasted opportunity. I think it, they could have really had something if they would have said, okay, uh, on this stage, you need to collect 40 diamonds and 30 apples. Um, for every 10 emeralds you collect you get uh an extra hit point or something like that like give me a reason to collect the other stuff you know you're already giving me this inventory where i can cycle through stuff uh, another big misstep was the lack of power-ups uh i wanted something that can make me like super globule like maybe let me grow in size or shoot something yeah or, or give me a projectile or, yeah. or something or be um, invulnerable you know speaking of other blob games uh, a boy and his blob the whole game is that you know you're feeding your blob uh, um, jelly beans and the blob transforms boy you know that's a th great game yeah, yeah yeah why why not have something like that in this game yeah well <clears throat> i've got a couple of thoughts on that uh if you if you notice the intro for this game and the option screen and the um, and the ending of the game, it has all, and also the inventory thing, which I also struck me as odd. In fact, I thought, man, well, maybe it's somewhere down in the future of the game, like later past where I got with this, but but I can't I couldn't see a point where it, that did anything. So my guess, I have a guess, and the guess is that this game got rushed out. Mm -hmm. it, the uh, uh, the intro is crap. The op literally you have no options effectively. Yeah. It's, you know uh, the uh, the the end of the game is crap. Now you know so I mean not all. It's not like they rushed through the whole game. There's a lot of good points, but mm -hmm. I, it, it is odd. That yeah. I, that struck me as odd that they would even keep track like that. Because really, except to find out if you've got the key or not, which you forget maybe if you got it. I couldn't. I didn't get much use out of that. But I guess, well, and the, the way that you open up like. One thing about game this game that, that angered me is that when you've got the key, you can't just run into the door. You have to actually glob yourself over the lock. I, I watched you on the, the key. I watched you on the playthrough. Yeah. I was just, I was cackling as yeah. you tried to get. There. It was very very frustrating. Uh, we should talk about the main point of my frustration on that video too. Exiting the level. <laughs> yes, the very first level, and I have to say, I'm not gonna lie, I, I did the same exact thing. Uh, until I, and so I just basically sat there and tried every conceivable way to get out. Right. You know? So in most games, um, you know, Amiga Amiga platformers where you have to collect a certain amount of things to to exit, um, the, there will usually be a door that opens up and you, you press open to, to go through the door. Um, in this game, uh, or you might just run off the edge of the screen, Sonic style. <laughs> um, in this game, you have... I don't know what exactly. It's a little red platform that when you finish the level, it's fireworks or yeah, or yeah, it's almost like an eruption of a volcano. Which yeah. in, in the first place, I was reluctant to go into it because I thought it would hurt me. Yeah, I thought it was fireworks, and so I, I just stood on it and I was like, "Well, I guess I'm yeah. okay." And what do okay. I do? Okay, so um, now what they could have done is a either just when you collected all the things you needed to just it just makes you go past the level. Another thing they could have done is given you the platform. 
And it's only natural when you've got a platform and you know you press up, nothing happens. You press down, nothing happens. You have to hold fire and press down, which most of the time pressing fire does what? Fire something. No. Jumps. Jumps. Yeah. In this game, pressing fire jumps. Completely yeah. counterintuitive to what you what you think is going to happen. Yeah. Because when you jump, you jump off the freaking platform. Yeah. So yeah, it was. It's funny. It, I mean, it's a little thing, but it's so goofy. It's very. I poor. mean, once you figure it out, you just do it every time you pull yeah. down. But it was weird. Now, one thing I wanted to get into a little bit, and I wanted to see if you thought this way. Uh, you mentioned that there's you collect a ton of stuff, and there, of course, there's a zillion things. One of the things that gets frustrating is uh, is how long it takes to collect stuff in this. Now, this is a uh, this is a uh, uh, symptom of the game style, which is. You have to get in a certain position to jump to collect certain things. So often you'll be in a room that's round or curved, mm -hmm. and there's a big pile of stuff in the middle. Some of it you definitely have to have. And right. if you want to get it all for completeness, you've got to jump about a million times back and forth, back and forth, trying to get it all. Uh, because you have to move your guy to a certain spot, aim, and then, and then jump. Mm -hmm. it's, it's almost like you're shooting your guy in a weird way. And so that gets old quick. Because when you're whipping through a level... And you're like, okay, here we go. I'm going through. I'm going through. Or even if you're in a bonus area and you're something, you're a quickie. You're in there for forever, bouncing back and all forth. You're, to get yeah, all yeah. All you're doing is setting up an angle, jumping from one wall to the other, setting up an angle. Yeah. It's not particularly challenging. It's just dull. And it can get frustrating when you jump from one angle, and it can actually shoot you right down to the hole you came in and down into fire mm -hmm. or whatever because you can yep. fall a good way. And then, you know, of course, as you're, as you're falling, you, you just manically push the button to try and save yourself, and that, that puts you in an even worse spot. Yeah. This, is, this, is, this is a very... Um, you have to think a lot. It's a very cerebral game, which is sort of antithetical to most platformers. I would hesitate... I mean, it is a platformer, but it's, it's very physics-based... Um, you know, these days, I'm sure there's a whole genre of games like this. It, um, it's very... I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I like the game, mm -hmm. okay? I, I, because it's really different. Mm -hmm. We always talk about, oh, it's the same old crap. This, they tried to get, think outside the box. Yeah, and, yeah. They, and, they, and they sort of succeeded. Uh, the more I played this, though, the less I liked it. And it's because it would just... It, it got... It wasn't even super hard. It just got frustrating and annoying. Yeah. You know, that's I guess annoying is the word I would use. Yeah. And the and gathering of stuff was the annoying thing. Or also like for example, if you've got to jump over a big pit of fire or something, and they, and they put collectibles over the fire mm -hmm. that you need to get, that's annoying. Yeah. Plus you can get because killed, it's it's you know? all trial and error. It is. And it's it, it's a lot like setting up a pool shot where you know you do it you do it a whole bunch of times and it becomes easier but when you're first starting out and you don't have unlimited tries yeah. you're like well I'm going to go like 3 pixels over this time nope that didn't work I died back to the beginning 4 that, pixels over yeah that's exact that's exactly yeah. right now we, we we haven't talked about the enemies you're going to come across really in the in the cavern zone there's not a whole lot of enemies I think there's some barking dogs mm -hmm. at one point when you get to the the, the second stage uh, you're going to see animals and stuff walking around, ducks and you know all kinds of stuff. And you can basically hop on them. And when you yeah. hop on them, their eyeballs are still there, but they're gone. And you and can you, collect, you collect the eyeballs. The eyeballs yeah. yeah. Uh, it's funny because some, of the, like for example, there's, a, there's a, at one point you're doing this, and there's a, there's a mama duck with her ducklings. Just kind of walking around, screw them. Yeah, Glob. it's a very Brian the Lion esque thing where yes. your your enemies aren't really there to menace you, no. yet you destroy them no, without just mercy. Kill them. Yeah, just kill them. There's, and they're pretty cute, some mm -hmm. of them too. But just you kill them. 
Uh, so uh, um, there are different scenarios in this. Of course, you've got the cave. There's the woods. There's like a toy shop that looked pretty cool. I didn't get that far, but I watched a video of that. It looked around. And the game is long. I mean, because there's a ton of levels, but the levels repeat. I mean, the scenarios sort of repeat right. uh, after you go through and watch. So it's like you're going to see like tons and tons of new content. Mm -hmm. You're going to see, you know, basically new levels with the same sort of set, type graphic set that you're used to. Uh, but all in all, uh, I sort of kind of would recommend this game for a look. Like I said, I've not played, I mean, and, and of course, I don't play much modern stuff, so there could be a ton of these out now. There are certain points in this that it almost even has a sonic feel mm -hmm. if, you, if you're, because there's sort of a momentum and a gravity. Well, in and the way that you destroy enemies, you start to rotate as you jump and yeah. that kills enemies. I mean, you, there are a lot, little little tubes you can go down, and mm -hmm. he's hauling butt down through the same. It runs at a good clip, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, the, the game plays very smooth. Um, I think that if someone were suggest, they're they're like, man, I want to check out uh, a Psygnosis game. I would suggest this over almost any title in the Psygnosis catalog. Oh man! I mean, Psygnosis. Think about most of their games just punishingly difficult. This just is can't get by right. the first and screen difficult. You, I, I don't fully agree with you, but I mean, I do agree that their games are punishingly. Tell hard. me another. Tell me a Psygnosis game that's easier to get into than this. Well, they just they publish the game. That you're not answering me. They didn't they publish Lemmings? No, that was DMA. No, they published it. DMA designed it. I think they. I think Psygnosis published Lemmings. So I, I would get. I would. There's okay. one right there. Okay. Uh, you can't blame the publisher if they make it hard. They, they should. Now, here's something funny. Speaking of Psygnosis, just a couple of tidbits I found when I was nosing around. So when this game came out, it wasn't a hard drive installable. But from what I read, if you called up or wrote to Psygnosis, they could send you a hard drive installable version of this. Which hmm. Kind of weird. Yeah. You know, uh, I, but I guess enough people complained about it. Something else I read is that on, when this thing came out on the uh, on a uh, uh, demo disc, it debuted on a demo disc in Amiga Power in 93, and the introduction text on it said Psygnosis, Psygnosis Presents, but they spelled Psygnosis wrong. <laughs> Not good. No. Not good on that one. So that's another thing that makes you wonder if they were, you know, asleep at the wheel, mm -hmm. uh, basically, on, on this. But overall, did you watch, uh, going, I don't know how far you got, did you watch on past where you got no i forgot to you know i saw the second level but i didn't i didn't progress i mean it's there. not like I said it, nothing's gonna blow your mind but i mean they do there's some pretty clever there's a lot of clever things in terms of jumping and avoiding but i mean it's a lot of it's more of the same i read a lot of people on lemon were uh saying that the later levels were too ugly and they didn't like it but i thought they looked okay i mean i, I thought personally I, have, I thought they looked okay i have no qualms with the way this game looks at all to me this this is one of the best looking I mean, the colors, nothing is washed out. Uh, the, the collectibles are well-drawn, even though there's a, a million of them. Yeah. The enemies are well-drawn and well-animated. Um, there's a lot to praise in this game. I don't get that the, the overwhelming girl the collectibles in all these games. I yeah. don't get that. It's weird, isn't it? It was just one of those things that started in Europe and, and it just became a just sort of a given. Like, we got to have tons of things. They probably did some market research. And they, they said, hey, what do you like about this game? Well, I love there's tons of crap to get all over the place. And they're like, all right, from now on, that's what we do. Um, we, there's a few midland things we should mention. Uh, aside from the fact that your guy also gives it a water. I thought that was interesting. He gets a little, he gets a little uh, like a snorkel mask. Yeah, kind of reminds me of Flood there. Did you actually play any of the underwater stuff? It, it, no, that's a pretty no, weird, it's, it's it. a bizarre, unusual feeling. Um, the, uh, this thing has a password save feature. And it's perfectly fine. Uh, and when you, when you beat a full level, you get you can actually go back and play old levels, and there's sort of a branching path you can go down. So 
it kind of would vary up that how you play with that's that i thought that was nice so they they, they you know they dotted their eyes on that one uh so uh you know overall though i, I like said i kind of i kind of dug it it's 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 okay it's not the best game i played but it's certainly not not the worst oh, no. any now um i looked up some uh review scores on this one boatster um the the lemon folks Gave this thing a seven point one four. It's funny though. It's this game was real divisive on Lemon. I mean, I was reading the comments. I couldn't believe how low this game scored on on Lemon. I could not. Well, seven's not low. Yeah, for Lemon. But I mean, there were a lot of people that just were like, "Listen, this game's." I mean, some people are like, "This is the best platform in the Amiga," and some were like, "This is absolute crap." So this is one of those uh, types of games. I guarantee you, we've never played a game that scored this low on Lemon. Yeah, oh yeah, we have. Did <laughs> what are you talking? We played. We played uh, uh, Top Banana. Okay. Well, that, <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, boy. I'm just count. I'm shooting you down left and right. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I looked at some. I listened. Here's some magazines we haven't talked about. Amiga Dream, eighty nine percent. Tilt, eighty five. That's a weird name for an Amiga magazine. Uh, Amiga Power, eighty two. Uh, Playtime, seventy four. Amiga Game, seventy two. Amiga Joker, seventy two. Obligement, seventy. Amiga Format, sixty nine. And I read the Amiga Format. Uh, article and one of the things they mentioned was that this game was expensive uh, when it came out i guess it was uh i think it was something like 29 pounds something like that i mean wow. that, that is expensive yeah. isn't it for it for a new although game. i mean i think that that was the sort of msrp for me well so. i know they can compl- that that was their big complaint about the game it's like yeah this thing's way too pricey for this it's a midland platform that's too much money so you know there you go yeah i mean to me would I take this over Shadow of the Beast? Yes, any day of the oh, week. Oh, it's way more playable. Yeah. It's way more playable. And I guarantee you that Shadow of the Beast costs just as much as this game did. You reminded me of something. This game has tons and tons of music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the music's pretty good. Yeah. I liked it, and it, there's a lot of different there's music. There's a lot of different level. tracks, and that's that's the main thing. And, it, like, and yeah. it plays while you're playing. Yeah. Which is nice. So we, like I said, there's a lot to like about them, this so that's, game, yeah. That's one thing we can agree on there. That's good. So overall, I think you sort of feel like I do. Yeah. Maybe a little downer on it than I am, but overall... It's okay. Right. It was a good try of something different, and I'll give them points for that. Right. Um, we had a couple reviews on our Discord. Uh, Chris Folds writes, An amazing concept. Cute graphics. Music is as you expect to hear on the Amiga. You can hear that instrument pack a mile off. <laughs> However, for some reason I didn't get, the controls never felt natural like it was. I was always fighting them. A good effort, but no masterpiece. Six out of ten. Graham W. Vebke says, A scrolling platform game with a pink goo-like character that reminds me of the character in Putty at times. Being goo-like, your character is able to stick to pretty much any wall or ceiling in the game, but you have no arms and therefore no weapons. So your only course of action is to avoid all the enemies and obstacles, and at times that reminds me of Flood. Overall, the levels are quite long and most be frustrating because of the controls, and this stops me playing this more. Six out of ten. We'll say Flood did have a more uh, a disturbing ending than this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and finally, Pixels at Dawn says a platformer that is often overlooked in the Psygnosis catalog, but actually it's a very solid game. The main character is very quick to move, although jumping from an angled slope can take some getting your head around. It never quite becomes second nature. The mechanic works in the world, but not in your head. A fun game once you figure out how to take out the enemies and not horrendously difficult like most Amiga platformers. Yeah. I finished the first world on the first try. Yeah. Seven out of ten. Well, to be honest, the first world, oh, the first world. Okay, that's because the first level. Yeah. That, you know, hey man, I had trouble with that first level. You know what is always amusing to me is that we don't consult anyone. We don't even talk to each other when we do these, no. do we? And but often people are sort of on, like of the same mindset. I don't know what that means, but I mean, I guess like because six out of ten, seven out of ten. That's pretty much where I'd sure. put this. Right, right in that ballpark. Me too. Um, Aaron 
why don't we talk a little bit about what's been going on on the everything or the Amigos Retro Gaming YouTube channel? Man, it, this has been a banner week for yeah. videos. We went, it's been great. So uh, let's start things off with reloading the channel, I guess. Oh in no, video. Uh, yeah, you always do that. I always do that. Sorry. Um, so let's move all the way back to last week when we uh, talked about the 10-minute... Actually, we can talk a little bit about the Coco Show because we actually launched that after last week's show. Um, we are starting a new monthly show called the Coco Show. It's all about the TRS-80 Tandy color computer. Um, we did a little teaser episode, just a little quick 10-minute teaser. Uh, it's gotten pretty good action so far, so yeah. uh, we still plan on moving forward with that. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, Aaron comes up with the games that we're going to play here pretty soon so I can dive right in. I will. Yeah, yeah. So be on the lookout for that uh, early next month. When do you put on? Do, do we have any idea on a, on a debut date for that? I'm hoping it's next week. <laughs> okay, wow. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Um, I interviewed the one and only 10-minute Amiga Retrocast last week, 10 Mark Douglas. Uh, he is a very cool dude. He knows a ton about Amiga and uh, the whole non-gaming side of things, which is uh, which is, is is something that I don't know anything about. Uh, so I had a, a really great talk with him and his backgrounds and influences and things and, and all the things that he's doing on his channel. If you're not watching the 10-minute Amiga Retrocast, you need to. Um, he 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 really goes in deep. Uh, deep in the weeds with his his series on different hardware, and he's branching out into different platforms now. Too. I heard that. Now you know, I watched this. I enjoyed this quite a bit. It was another. You're you're on fire, interview wise, and you're getting good guests too. Uh, and the fact that Tenmark talked about working in the camera shop, mm -hmm. that that was great. And I also like the fact he mentioned using this thing called that. It was called DigiView, which was a uh, Amiga uh, video digitizer. Now I had one of these bad boys myself. So when he was talking about using it. I had to, I thought that I was like, let's see if he mentions that color wheel, and he did. I remember trying to get this thing to work with this color wheel, and man, I, of course, I didn't work in a camera shop. I couldn't spell camera, and so I had this thing out. And I'm just like, mean, it was an the things, the images I created were banned in all countries. They were, they were the worst. I couldn't get this thing down, and I don't know where I got this digital. It came in a deal or something. You know, you know, you get stuff. Oh, yeah. Man, and it was also one of those real sound, or perfect sound things that went on the back for sound. It's just very similar results. <laughs> not only am I not working in a camera shop, I don't work in a recording studio either. Horrible. <laughs> so I'll give them a thumbs up just being able to figure out how to use that darn thing. But yeah, great interview, Boat. You guys did a great job. And Tim Mark, I would say, great, very knowledgeable dude. Now, this has been the week. I don't think we've ever had a week like this week in all the years we've been <laughs> Oh, podcasting. yeah, that happened in between shows. Yeah, yeah. Did I even hint about this last week? I don't think so. So... You know, it's uh, not to go too deep into it, but you know, um, I get bored at jujitsu, and I'm waiting for my kid to finish up. So I got the old phone out. This is like so many stories, and I'm looking at Facebook Marketplace, and the dude has I always search for Amiga, and I've, I've only came up one time, and that's when I bought my 1200 a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. So this guy, it comes up, bam, dude selling an Amiga 1000, hundred bucks. I'm like, whoa, hundred bucks! I'm gonna get me some of that sweet Amiga action. So I'm. Send a guy a message. I'm like, listen, I'd like to get in on this. He goes, listen, he goes, you got two guys ahead of you. You know, I might call back. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man. So I, I kept talking to the guy, you know. And I was like, you know, if they fall through, I might even be able to go a little bit higher than 100 bucks on it because I really wanted this. He's like, well, you know, so we'll do. So I kept chatting with the guy because Mothman was last week at the Mothman Fest. But all through Mothman, I would take time to send the guy a message, just something like, 
You know, I mentioned all thinking of you. Hard. I'm all Commodore. I mentioned all Commodore stuff. You know, I mentioned all vintage computers. If you have anything else, you know, because I want to keep my name and they're like he oh, knows yeah. I'm still interested. You know, yeah, fresh in his mind. It's called I'm working the deal. So anyway, Sunday morning, I got I hear a message come in. I'm like, bam, this is it. This is it right here. It was you. I was like, son of a gun. Six thirty in the morning. I can't remember what you messaged me about. Oh, I was like, have you played Popeye yet? It's pretty. It's pretty rad. <laughs> no, it's not what it was. So then, I, about five minutes later, at six forty, bam, message. I'm like, that's it. I'm in. And it was him. He's like, listen, are you available today? I was like, hell yeah. So then he starts saying, well, I've got this other stuff too. I'm like, well, what do you got? Well, I made a a, a bulk deal, three hundred dollar deal. All right. And not that I can't name everything I got, but what I ended up getting out of this deal was I got that, as you see on the screen, a big, huge box yeah, of cables. Yeah, big creative cords. I got the Amiga 1000 Sans keyboard cord. I've got to find a keyboard, replacement keyboard cords. That has killed me on that until I get one. But anyway, and I got six mice. Can you use a phone? Um, no. No. I mean, one. there's a gimmick where you can jury rig something, oh, but I haven't okay, done yeah. it. I got six tank mice, a couple mystery mice. Uh, one a fellow said they thought one was a C64 mouse. Um, I got an Amiga 500. I got an Amiga 500 power supply and and the the uh, video thing you hate that comes out the back. I got a uh, um, uh, some Amiga 500 uh, sidecar with a hard drive in it. I got two side things for the Amiga 1000 that give it a SCSI drive and a uh, uh, give it a. Uh, I think I think it was a Supra drive card, and then the uh, uh, a two meg upgrade memory thing that goes on the side. I got uh, uh, a slew of cables. I got two. I got I got a, a, a 1084s monitor, and I got a 1080 monitor, which is a real old Amiga monitor. I got a get this. I got a five and a quarter inch Amiga floppy drive. Wow. Which I've never actually had one of those, but I've seen them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, so anyway, he threw in the C64 he had and this other gimmick. He's like, yeah, I've been getting a lot of calls about this thing, but I don't feel like shipping it. This thing weighs about 30 pounds. And what it is, is a um, C64 hard drive, external hard drive. It weighs a ton. I've been told these things are, I know they're beyond rare. Yeah. And the C64 is uh, gimmicked up with a weird port on it for to accommodate this hard drive. So this is a special C64 drive. I've got a, a power supply. I got all this for 300 bucks, and plus some other stuff. I can't even remember what else I got. It was a heck of a bargain. And so when I got this stuff home, I took I took uh, uh, Brent. To, I said, Brent, come over and help me load this stuff up. And then we were loading it in the arcade. I'm like, let's just shoot a video of looking through it. And that's what we did. And so if you want to watch it, you can go check it out. <laughs> Look at that. I'm that's right. <laughs> yeah, Eric, it's a, it's, a, it's a monster hard drive, buddy. And as if one mega unboxing wasn't enough, uh, here in the chat with us right now, Roushy MSX, our buddy Randall, uh, sent us five boxes of glorious uh, Spectrum, <laughs> uh, C64, and Amiga goodness. Oh man, it was a it was a happening there. That was a ton of stuff. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So uh, it took me. I actually did a four part uh, video series on, uh, on, on this because, uh, one, my internet kept going out. It was like the stand. Yeah. It was just a two, it was like eight <laughs> hours of continual unpacking. It was a special television event. Yeah. Um, and, um, but man, he sent us tons and tons of awesome stuff. Great, uh, boxed Amiga software. Like I'm just unwrapping in a copy of, uh, UFO Enemy Unknown. Uh, my, my favorite thing, which I unwrapped at the, at the very <laughs> end of the video, was uh, Elite uh, Frontier Elite Two, 
uh, actually open that bad boy up and, and, and talk about all the, the cool stuff that was inside of it, including the uh, famous star chart. Yeah. Yeah. What was the game you opened where it had all the cool, like, war stuff? That was Campaign. Camp that looked yeah. tremendous. Oh, yeah. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. You also got the C th C32 version of this, yeah. which is awesome. He like, sent us a big pile of CD32 games. Let's so. break those out. I got the C32 at the house. Yeah, when I yeah, bring man. it over to Computer Club, it'll be, it'll be fun time. Yeah, yeah. So... Thank you so much, Randall. Uh, we we really really appreciate it, and I've put Aaron can testify that I, I've I've aligned everything up on the shelves. Quite he has neatly. a hoard over there. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, it's very generous. He was a very absolutely, and he's a super nice guy. I've been talking to him a lot in the Discord. He's a real super cool guy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, next up, Aaron, you want to talk a little bit about this week's ARG presents? We we actually had a pretty good time this week, in spite of the games. Uh, we this week that we all decided we were playing games on the Super Graphics, uh, which is sort of the uh, sequel to the uh, Turbo Graphics 16 slash Mega Drive or slash PC Engine. And this game, this system only had five released games, and so that limited us to uh, what games we we're going to pick. Uh, I, I picked a game called Aldius, and he picked a game called Battle Ace. And uh, we just sort of went over the system, went through it. We had a good time. Uh, I wouldn't rush out and buy one of these, you know, if I, if I were you. Save your money, go out and get yourself an Aquarius. Uh, computer. I think that's where the money would be, but hey, it had a bigger library. Uh, but it was, we had a good time. Are those Atari symbols up, up there? Those are, they do sort of look like Atari symbols. <laughs> uh, and uh, this week, we got a real wacky one going. If you want to join us live Sunday, Sunday for those in the chat room, we're going to be doing the Emerson Arcadia 2001. Ooh, I'm really looking forward to that. The yeah. more obscure, the better. This one is super duper obscure. Yeah. And finally, uh, just last night, I guess it's been two days ago, according to YouTube, although I thought it was last night. Maybe it was two days ago. Uh, There's the intricate opening menu. <laughs> right. Uh, I did. I actually uh, used uh, an interglobule into the ranking of Amiga platformers, and so you can you can see how it how it worked out on the spreadsheet there. It was funny. Yeah. I, I, you know, uh, uh, you had an instant disdain for this game from that first... It didn't. Just, it wasn't a good first impression. I never watched Boat's playthroughs until I actually played the game. That way, I could go back and cackle and delight and glee. As I'm you glad suffer. to provide amusement. It does. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, as we move towards the end of the program, wait. I forgot one thing. Before we get out of the videos, our good buddy the Huck, mm -hmm. the Huckster, he's got a couple videos out. And uh, that are actually he's got three videos out that are that are uh, very good. He, we missed one of his Amiga videos uh, uh, from a couple weeks ago, uh, which was great. But he's got an, another one, another series of two videos out on this crazy uh, system from Australia. Uh, it's the darndest thing I've ever seen. Uh, this system, and it's got a uh, it's sort of like an Intellivision, right? But it's I think it's called the Dick. Is it the Dick Smith uh, uh, Wizard? Oh yeah, I've heard you know? of that before. And it's yeah. it's the Wizard, but it's but here's the bit I like. So it, think of the Intellivision with the two paddle control the controllers that are like little you know things. Yeah. And this thing you you know in the Intellivision you sit them in this little tray, mm -hmm. right? On this one you sit them down the tray and it makes a QWERTY keyboard. It, the, That's fantastic. On each one of the, what an idea. But he's not only and. This thing, he's got an external keyboard for it and a tape drive, and he actually hooks it up and puts it all together and loads stuff on tape. And when you're loading the demos, 
Dick is talking to you because it's got this. It's got like two it's legs. Probably, yeah, an extra layer. I've never seen that. It was I awesome. Think that's fantastic. It was awesome. So, like, can you imagine, like, when you press play on a tape for like a Spectrum, you just hear this British voice come on and say, "You he's ready not, for action?" He's Australian. No, no, I mean, oh, I'm yeah. talking about if it was a Spectrum or whatever. You that would know? be great. Yeah. So, if you're not, if you haven't uh, subscribed to Gary Hucker's uh, YouTube channel, I strongly recommend it. Talk about a missed marketing. I mean, think about all the licensed titles. If you would have had James Bond talking to you or uh, Q talking to you while. While you're, you're loading, loading the game. I wonder why that didn't happen. I, I don't didn't know. know you could even do that. Because I think that the Spectrum was also a multi-layered tape deal, too. Have, have other systems done that before? We'll have to. If you know of any other systems that do that, leave us a, leave us a comment. I wonder if that's how the uh, 2XL works, the robot. That's, mm -hmm. I, mean, I, I guess it's not, because it doesn't use data. It just It's all voice. But this was something remarkable as it loaded up. And it would give you instructions. Here, here's what you can do. And it's the guy himself talking. That's, that's what made fantastic. it better. I love so it. I fi fully endorse the Huck. He's doing a great job. Well, I'll tell you what I fully endorse. The people that make this show happen. Mm. All of our sponsors Ditto. out there. Uh, last week, Aaron, um, we had two winners. Two winners. Uh, they, the name of the song was Tonight from West Side Story. I know one of your favorite films. Um, and, I recognize part of that, but I didn't know the name. Well, there's there's a whole suite. I sort of incorporated. It was, it was sort of like the symphonic dances. From oh, man, it was something. Um, Pac Billy, congratulations, and Terry Howard. That's amazing that they got that. Because, I mean, you butchered whatever that was. No, it was fantastic. It was it was scene quality. It was, it was Red Book. Red Book. Um, it was multi-layered tape quality. I want to welcome uh, our new um, Amigos Game Selection Committee member this week, Aaron. Uh, reflection. Ooh. Uh, Nor Norway's finest. Cool name. Dude. Yeah, he was. He was sort of the one of the one of the progenitors of the the cracking scene over there. Ooh, I think progenitor. Yeah, yeah. Man, I want to say. May, I think we actually mentioned him last week because we talked about this whole thing. You can't mention before, him enough. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 a really really cool guy, and uh, we're glad to have him on board. So, anyway, <laughs> if you know the answer to this week's supporter song, then give us. A ring. <laughs> over. No, don't do that. <laughs> over at John at AmigosPodcast.com. You could do it. You could be like Flack and get the get the get the Amigos hotline. We did. We, you remember when we had the? Remember when we had the voicemail? No. And we we took I calls from the voicemail. Oh, I, yeah, I remember that. But I mean, it's not like Flack had that number. No, no, we years. had the number too. Do we still have it? Yeah, I don't remember what it is. Oh. I, w I tried to. We come need up. to get that back up. The Amigos hotline. Yeah, I tried to come up with a. Um, like a, a catchy like name, you yeah. know, like Giant Bombs is one eight seven seven Exit Flu, yeah, which is it's pretty great. I mean, you can remember it, but uh, yeah. I couldn't think of any like snappy. You know what we had to do, Boat? Remember back in the, when the wrestling days, it was the one nine hundred nine oh nine 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 hundred, and it would and it would be news. You could like, hey, this week we should record some like stuff that you could call and listen to. Like it'd be the ultimate cool guy news, and only only people that call the line can hear it. That would be awesome, and then have a little thing at the end where they can leave a message. And then what we'll do is like when they call, be like, "Hey, this is Boat. This is Aaron, and our special message this week is like, I ate a donut." And then <laughs> and then bam, they <laughs> That'll be four ninety nine, please. That's right. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Reflection, Simon. Oh man. Cabin. Crispy kilobytes and caffeine. I love you. Deckard three point Gary Heather. Hate Fox David Pickford. Cameron Armstrong. And 
Lobsterminator. Ten minute Amiga retrocast. Counting virtual sheep. Bernard Quinn, Retro Man Cave, Tim Drew, Simon Rose, Joseph Harrison, Kyle Letter, Rob O'Hara, Howard Nibs, Macular Bar, Andy Craig, Sean Darren Low, Max Colin 419, Bark Bid, Roland Burke, Andrew Monks, Joe the Zombie, John Cook, Leaf Killon, Alan Kebab, Chicote, Level Lord, John Marshall, Matthew. Ricky the Rocher. Biggie CTZ. The Slow Norris Stefan. Edwin Helen. 75. Christopher Hassel. Abby. Chris Folds Dreamcatcher. Graham Beb, Key Lane, Denson, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's Retro, Vintage, Gary Huckasee, Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles Tapes from the Crypt, Josh Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THT, Eric Nelson, Kim, Tommy, Star, Daniel Bingston, Brutal, Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Wards, Pixels of Dawn, and Kelbyon Barman. You had to ha you had to know that. I don't know. I thought you were just having some sort of fit. I don't know what happened there. No. I don't know what that was. That was art. That was That's art? What that was. I, I've got nothing to say. I'm dumb, dumb. You about blew my eardrum out. See, Pixels knows what's up. Now listen, Pixels, you need to go get mental health. <laughs> Aaron, next week, we're going to play a game that's, that's very similar to your life. It's called Covert Action. Oh, yeah, man. Everything on a down low. <laughs> That's why when you were making that deal with the Amigas, it was all Covert Action, man. You got that right. All right. Well, I want to thank all of you that came along in the chat this evening with there's us. A, there's a lot of luminaries in here. Yeah, there are. Pixels at Dawn is with us. Curtis Boyle, Neville Overman, a.k.a. Leif, Angus Arthur. Ooh, did you like that? I did. Samwise is here. Sharkin. Uh, uh, Duncan Styles. Um, Necronom is in the house. Free lunch, 10 minute Amiga retrocast. Uh, Fair Fight 14, while she MSX. Uh, and of course, Picard 2005. Thank you guys so much. Eric for Nelson in the house. Hanging out There's with a lot us. of people. Yeah, here. absolutely. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We do record the show live every Friday at around 5.30. Never um, fails. Never bro. fails. We've never missed a show. Yeah. We've never missed one, but we don't... We've We're not always at 5.30. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, make sure you check out our uh, sister shows, uh, ARG Presents and Our Sinclair. Uh, if you'd like to subscribe to The Coco Show or any of our shows, they are available on podcatchers everywhere. Yeah. Even um, if you don't like The Coco, just sign up. It's yeah, going to be awesome. Absolutely. We're going to get a Coco one. It's going to be awesome. I saw one of the fellas is just saying that they did that talking over tape thing with the Coco. It had a thing. Ooh, yeah, cool. so there you go, That'll man. Be something we can talk about on the new show. Mm. Um, but next week, we'll be playing some covert action, so we'll see you then. Until then, adios. adios.